0: Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
1: What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We
0: are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp.com forward slash us.
1: Take it from a therapist. We all need healing. We all need to process past trauma. With COVID and all this isolation, there's increases in, in anxiety depression addiction all kinds of stuff some things you absolutely have to talk about and who better to help you than a trained therapist you'll get hooked up with someone who is an addiction specialist anxiety specialist depression specialist this is a tailor-made fit just for you so go to betterhelp.com forward slash us to get the help that you deserve to get the help that you've been delaying and to get the help that will take you to the next level
0: i can't wait for you to start feeling better
1: Betterhelp.com forward slash us.
0: This episode contains explicit language that is not very good for tiny ears. So if you're with your kids, put your headphones on. Take it away, mom and dad. It's time for the show. Let's go.
1: What's up, guys? May is for men. May is men's month. I know it's Mother's Day. doesn't make sense. And then June is Father's Day, so it completely doesn't make sense. But we don't care. We're talking about accountability. We're talking about men's mental health. We're talking about men's leadership and all kinds of stuff. And I'm excited. I'm a man. All the manly,
0: manly things. All the
1: manly things. So let's kick some ass and go. So we sourced some questions from our closest friends, and this is going to be really good. Why don't you go ahead and read Man Friends. Okay, so
0: I asked a question to our dude pals um, who we trust and who love our show and listen to it all the time. And so I got the coolest response from one of them. His mm-hmm. name is to be anonymously le- left here. Uh, it says, men and leadership is a big one. Leadership in career, home, and social settings. This mm-hmm. obviously is a huge area, but more specifically, how foundational that leadership is to the people in their lives. Obviously, this includes what it means to be masculine and what it... and." what it means to lead with tender confidence, which I think is such a cool sentence. I don't think I've ever heard someone say lead with tender confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it says also men taking ownership of their shit. And then it says Mm. analogy warning. We all have it and it all stinks. We just need to find efficient and sanitary ways to get rid of it. But you can't do that unless you own and accept the fact that you have shit and it stinks. And realize no one wants to be around you when you're covered in it or throwing it at people. <laughs> Analogy over, is what he says. <laughs> and then it says, um, I believe men and males have all been allowed to stop development at the boy stage. And as such, lead lives focused around their happiness and well-being. This may be controversial, however. I believe that a man's greatest purpose is the lay... Wait, is to lay his life down for those he serves and protects. I believe that males will not feel fulfilled until they are actively sacrificing for someone else. Mm. He says, I have lots more, but I will leave it at that. Um, I think that's great. So leadership, leadership in the, in, in the home and your Mm -hmm. career and social settings and all that. So what is your initial thought about his comments?
1: I agree 100%. And I've heard this saying before and okay, real talk, if anybody emails us about, oh, this is, you didn't take it in this perspective or whatever. We just
0: won't read it, so it won't matter.
1: <laughs> well, we'll read it. However, this is how, this is what it works for us, right? This is played out over and over and over and over again in our almost 18 years of marriage. We see it with our boys. We see it with our daughter. And we see it in client calls and clients.
0: We see it everywhere.
1: Questions all the time, right? Is it 100% truth? Uh, maybe it's not for you. But I'm not talking from that perspective, right? So men are leaders no matter what. You're a shitty leader or you're a good leader.
0: You're a shit-covered leader.
1: <laughs> right. And I have been both, right? True. I have been so both. So true. Right? And also, women can be leaders too, right? We have this new saying, like, I'm new? the leader, I'm the leader, you're the boss, mm-hmm. right? So, so let's just break that down for two seconds. Like, what, in your opinion, do I not opinion, like in your facts of life
0: <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: Blair. Uh, <laughs> what do I lead on, and how do I lead, and how is that important in the family, in our everything?
0: Well, let me change that slightly. I don't care what you lead on, necessarily, is mm-hmm. but it's more the fact that uh I want you to lead, right, so if you don't lead on anything, mm-hmm. I don't respect you, right. But if I'm, hold on, I got to adjust this crap here. If I'm a snatchy wife mm-hmm. and I don't value you as a man and a leader or whatever, and I'm like, I could do everything, oh, which I totally used to think. Mm-hmm. I don't let you lead. Right. And then I don't respect you. And then I don't want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And then I don't give two shits about what you think and mm-hmm. how you feel and how hard your day was because I did not let you lead, right. which is the weirdest, like it feels counterintuitive because it's not like you have a skill set that I don't have. Right. It's not like your arms are better at pointing at the things we need to head toward or something. Right.
1: I think this is such a maturity level. Like <laughs> leading and being the boss is an actual maturation maturity level that a lot of us don't have when we first get married, when we're 20, 25 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, in the early right. years of we're marriage. We're not taught how. And we're not taught how. And then we go through some shit and either it breaks us
0: mm-hmm.
1: or we go, oh, like the hero's journey kind of thing. We get stuff. There's doubt in our own uh, uh, capabilities Mm -hmm. and abilities. Um, Something hits the fan, a big blow up, something happens, like we've talked about before, something happens. And then we either – I saw this thing yesterday. It defines us, it breaks us, or it shapes us Mm -hmm. kind of thing, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it can like, okay, define who you are. Like, oh, I failed – Completely, I gave up. Well, you're a loser, <laughs> right? Well, was, it it yeah. breaks us. Like, right. yes, that just totally destroyed me, which that happens too, yeah. right? All the time. Or it shapes us mm-hmm. and we come out on the other side or it defines us in a right. different way. Well, like, oh, this is my definition yeah. of a man, a husband, a father, or whatever.
0: Our marriage is a perfect example. Like this podcast was birthed from our terrible marriage, which started like the most terrible aspects of our marriage started with what? What happened? You, I gave you a what? No one knows in a bouquet of flowers.
1: Well, it, it was shitty way before that. I
0: know that, but it's like the, the highest, lowest point was yes. what?
1: The, the peak was the blocked kick to the nuts. I blocked, well, you don't have nuts, so we're just talking about <laughs> me. <laughs> Homologue. The, the block kick to the nuts, and then your right hook directly to my eye, which busted my eye and it turned red, and I had a black eye. Mm-hmm. And that is the point where I was like, what the hell right. are we doing? So we
0: let it shape us for about a, a year and a few half, weeks. two years. Well, for, oh. about, for a few weeks, we mm-hmm. let it define us. And we went, this is the, actually probably wasn't even that long. It was, But there was mm-hmm. a tiny window of time where we were like, well, it's the worst we're the worst. We need to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Life is terrible.
1: We didn't know our ass from the hole in the ground. Right.
0: We didn't know that we could choose to show up a different way, that we could mm-hmm. choose to make a different ending. And so we let it define us, define us until I think we had a realization, probably within one conversation or a mm-hmm. set of them, where I was like, I don't want to raise kids by myself. Mm-hmm. I also, as much as I hate your guts right now, don't want my children to not have you as a dad every single day. Right. And so that for me was like, okay. I got to make a choice. I can either be a whiny bitch who went through something hard (laughs) and then fell apart and got divorced and complained about it for the rest of my life. Or I can muscle up buttercup,
1: shape up or ship out. Right. And so we
0: chose to let it shape us. And that's been a really long journey. Years, 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 years. That what? 13 years now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we've been walking from the black eye moment on
1: Um, So in that, and I'm going to toot my own horn. Toot it. So there was was, you can go back and listen to season one, which we have some new plans for season one. So check that out soon. Uh, In the works, I'm actually really excited about that Mm -hmm. because it's such a good and deep conversation and it's been so helpful to
0: literally thousands
1: of people. And that's not an exaggeration, right? Millions of people.
0: Get on with it.
1: Anyway, there was a point where I thought I truly... Genuinely thought, in my heart of hearts, Melanie is going to try to stab me and kill me, right? <laughs> uh, that,
0: I'm not you laughing. Can, you can laugh
1: now, But right? I'm laughing. But we have guns. I'm a hunter. and I, I wouldn't have known how I to I even hit the guns. use it. Well, yes, I know that. And I was taking no chances. I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Right? And like I... <laughs> This, this sounds, so I am not laughing about domestic violence or anything. At the time, it was the most, it was the highest everything of all circumstances, right? I was like, I'm putting a couch in front of the door. I have taken the guns away, and I don't know what else you were beating on the door. I was like, and I wasn't going to fight you, of course, but I was like, she's probably going to get a knife, and I was scared to sleep. I was scared to go to sleep because I thought you would have a knife. And stabbed me. I was like, I ain't getting stabbed. I'm going to get stabbed.
0: (laughs) I'm going to get stabbed
1: by a bitch tonight. Oh,
0: geez. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, I'm uh, saying that. And I wouldn't have stabbed
1: you, by the way. Well, I didn't know. I did not know. I want to point out. Hold on. What I'm saying is where I led in that was I remember that night in our old house right over here getting on my knees and just sobbing, saying, God. I don't know what to do. There's nothing. There's literally nothing left, and I'm not being overdramatic. I'm like, everything I've done is shit. She's shit. I'm shit. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And all I knew to do was pray, mm-hmm. and that was probably the night where I was like, okay, prayer alarms for the next fucking year.
0: Jeez Louise, language.
1: Well, I'm. it's, it's serious, right? 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 p.m., and then at bed, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know anything else to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I was completely resolved to do that. And I led through that. Understand? It was like, again, I'm not tuning my own horn, but I I think of like a general in a battle Mm -hmm. because we were just big time in an emotional battle, right? Thinking, okay, men, go this way. Follow me. Do I know where or Mm -hmm. what or how? No but at least staying here ain't going to get us shit. Mm -hmm. Let's go. And I was doing it with or without you. And that, and I talk about this when I'm coaching my dude clients, that right there in your hearts, soften your hearts Mm -hmm. as a woman. Now I'm talking about the masculine feminine thing. You were willing to give yourself up emotionally because I was so consistent in that. And you said, I can follow this man. Mm -hmm. I hate him less and less every day Mm -hmm. as I was continuing to be consistent and I'm trusting him and building trust more and more every day as he's consistent. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like the masculine feminine, like feminine can open up to the masculine when he is safe, when he is strong, when he is trustworthy, when he is consistent, when he is protecting, providing, and leading. Understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so many guys get that wrong She's not into me. She's not this. Well, you're a dickhead who drinks all the time.
0: And I want to state that it took a very, very long time of him showing up consistently before I even gave a shit. Right. Right. It wasn't like two weeks. How long do you think that was? A year, at least. A year? I mean, I think I, I, let me clarify. My dedication probably kicked in immediately. Like, I'm here to do this. F my life, I don't want to, but I'm deciding to show up for this. Like Mm. Seth would call me and we would do prayer alarms. He was leading that, but I was a bitch. I was so terrible to you (laughs) the whole time Mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm going to make him pay. Like literally that's what I thought. Um, And so he showed up consistently for, I would say, a minimum of probably six months. I was like... Eat shit and die. Like I was just like, you're the worst. You really then, were. Now you
1: weren't that way all the time. No, like it was. Very- and I was
0: again. Tr- I was trying really hard not to be that way. So mm-hmm. that's one of the kind of like, I feel like one of the coolest parts of our journey is that while I was like, I'm dedicated to fi- to fixing our marriage and healing. I also was like this is really effing hard and I don't freaking know how to do this. And I'm so pissed off. I don't even know what to do with myself, but I'm still in here trying. Right. I wasn't giving up. And so. It's like
1: you, you, sh- you showed up. It's kind of like going to the gym and being 800 pounds. Right. And never worked out a day in your mm-hmm. life, but you were like.
0: And for I six opened, months. I yeah. opened
1: the door and step foot in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all this equipment, other people or whatever. Right. I don't know what to do, but I'm here. Mm hmm. Okay, and sometimes it is the first step of that. It's you can call it faith. I mean, uh, MLK. Can I I talk? MLK talks about what is faith. It's taking the first step, even though you don't see the whole staircase. Right, right. You don't know what to do, but you're there for it.
0: Right, you're here for it. And so, again, what I want to really drive home is that it probably took six months minimum for me to stop being like Elsa, the Ice Queen of Death, of like, of oh yeah, you think your day was hard remember that time you did this? Like, I just was like that all the time. And then after that, it was another probably six months of, I would say like timid trust. Like I, I was so fragile. Mm -hmm. Oh, barf all over that. I do remember
1: sometimes when like we both had breakthroughs. Yeah. It was like the sweetest, most Mm -hmm. kind. Yeah softest like and, open heart to one another yeah. that was awesome I
0: want to talk about something I think as you were mentioning like the craziest times and I promise this all has to do with leadership by yeah. the way so you were mentioning the craziest times like you like I'm smack you know like hammering at the door what's the word knocking on it hitting it pounding in the door mm-hmm. and you're hiding from me or whatever it's like looking at that now it's like we were hiding from our own amygdalas like we were like we were lizards in a lizard battle like all oh, the thing is shiny and i'm scared of it wow, what am i gonna do wow. a
1: lizard battle <laughs> like,
0: like it's the stupidest thing that we were doing our response was so like primitive brain like you're a lizard seeing a shiny tinfoil piece high alert run go like it was we were not actually doing anything remotely productive and you were like I I prayed because I, get, I didn't have anything else to go to. And it's almost like, no, you tapped in to uh, like actual wisdom, not just like, but my nervous system is responding like this. Like you, yeah. you stopped trusting your actual body.
1: Well, God, what, what, <laughs> what is the, what would have been the result if I didn't?
0: I know. I'm saying, I think it's fascinating. I think it's yeah. like unbelievably stupidly amazing. Like it's, both ridiculous and amazing at the same time. That mm-hmm. the thing that stopped the cycle was like, I have to stop listening to my body. My like ridiculous, stupid lizard brain. Right. And we go, oh, I gotta stop listening to that.
1: And it's so hard because, and again, this does have to do with leadership, but like trauma survivors, like oh, yeah. of of like long-term DV or of course sexual assault and stuff like that. It this this like
0: they're like ancient, lizards ancient on stuff steroids. Yeah. That you're
1: like is is literally designed. So we just went to La Brea Tar Pits, right, mm-hmm. and learned about the Ice Age. and, mm-hmm. You know, animals and stuff, twenty thousand years old. Everything in their world was only designed for them to go. Giant thing, shit, run. Right. Hey, um, dead a certain, thing, smell, uh, eat a certain smell, have sex with it. Right. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To make more. Right. What is my job? To live, to yeah. run from that thing, or kill a thing, or have sex. Okay. That's the all end. I gotta do. Or sleep. The end. Yeah. Right? Not pray or not meditate right. or like read a book.
0: Introspective thinking. None right. of that.
1: None of that. And for for and you can read uh, The Body Keeps the Score, uh Bessel mm. vanderkulk and all these other books talk about you have to identify that stuff to go, okay, my brain is bonkers right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just breathe.
0: Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active mint customers by five thirty-one twenty-four. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Like box breathing, I tell I talk to about box breathing to all of my clients. I breathe in the morning you can do Wim Hof breathing, you can do all kinds of stuff. There's this one super simple exercise. You you breathe in through your nose.
0: You breathe it in twice You breathe it in, in
1: twice, right? So without two, exhaling two in the middle. Two up in your nose and then exhale out your mouth. You do that for like 5 times. It completely regulates your body. It changes your biochemistry and then go, oh, okay, let me, let me think about this stuff. Um, somebody I really love, Dr. Brenda Butterfield, who was on mm-hmm. season one, mm-hmm. she talks about uh, uh, mindfulness-based stre- stress reduction, two. MBSR, and dropping in. It's kind of, so we have a literal skateboard ramp in our studio here, and you drop in. You, you drop in to a deeper, another level of consciousness. Well, and, and guys, I want to tie this back to men. We are so much in the Billy Badass I gotta be a man. I gotta do this. Kick everybody's ass in the room. I drink beer. I drive a truck. My penis is tiny because (laughs) (laughs) that was funny. In fact, I want to get stickers.
0: We talked about it already. Did I get? I designed them.
1: You designed the tiny penis stickers. Yes,
0: I did. I'm gonna get a
1: thousand of those made and uh um phantom stick them on trucks. Trucks. Sorry about even penis. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what was I saying? Guys are really bad at doing this, right? So we're leading in the wrong way because we don't know what the hell we're feeling. We go, oh, I got to make money. I can't talk about shit. I can't talk about emotions. We don't do that. I'm going to go check out with beer, porn, drugs, or working my ass off, Mm -hmm. right? And people are waking up. Usually it's around... Thirty-three to Ain't no 33. forty-five. It's some some guys, if they started really early, some guys go, "What am I doing? Like I have sex maybe once a month, and it's terrible." And me and my wife are just roommates, and I got all this money. I bet it depends on what,
0: how what year they got married, the year that they wake up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Huh. But anyway, guys, we can change how we lead, right? And um. Go, look, go back to the question because I feel like you were going to say something.
0: Ow, my side hurts.
1: That's my lob to be like, I kind I of got off track here.
0: So he talks about leadership in career, home, and social settings. Mm-hmm. And then he also says it includes what it means to be masculine and lead with tender confidence. And then he talks about we all have shit, but if you don't think you have shit, et uh, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I'm wanting to get to is that – with the idea of how I think it's really important to say, if you're hearing this podcast and you've listened to us for a while, or maybe you're new and you're like, shoot, I'm a man. I have a wife and kids. I think I should lead differently. I don't think I've been leading well.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: transition into leadership is going to be rocky for a bunch of different reasons. And that I think is so important because men have a tendency to be like, or, not men, everyone, you go, i read a book about leadership. Why don't you respect my leadership? Like, oh, well, yeah. because you've been an idiot for the last 15 years. What the hell? Like, yeah. why, why would I care? Like, show me the next 15 years of you showing up as a badass leader. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. But don't expect me to give two shits about the fact that you read extreme ownership a week ago. Right. Like, I don't care. Like the proof is the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And uh, as uh, Prue says, so I, I want to be very clear. If mm-hmm. you have been, let's bring some scenarios of men be again.
1: Are you looking at me? I'm, is this I'm, something
0: I've done? No. So again, men are leaders. Women are bosses. We're, we're not saying that women can't lead. We will talk about that in different episodes. So don't get your panties in a wad. But uh, I do think it is important to point out when men have failed to be leaders, whether that's in a you know as a relationship, marriage dyad, or whatever or in their parenting or whatever, when they make a shift to begin to become a leader again or to become a leader for the first time, nobody believes you're going to do it. So get your head out of your ass. Do not look for someone to be like, well, there was a pat on my back here. See, I led. Mm-hmm. So when Seth was saying that it took, we talked about it took six months for me to even like stop being mean to him. He said to himself, what was the thing that you said? Melanie does? Melanie owes me...
1: Nothing. So I had two main tenants that I remember. If I go back in journals and stuff, I can look them up. I said to myself, I said, Melanie owes you nothing. Nothing. Not one thing. Not one thing. Not
0: sex. No. Not a smile at the front door.
1: No. Now, that did have boundaries because we had kids, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, if you're crazy to the kids. Right.
0: Well, and and I was working on everything. So I was not showing up terrible to him.
1: Right. But I expected zero. Clean? Okay, great. Not clean? Either one. Like I dropped all expectations Mm -hmm. from her. Minus okay, you're not gonna go and like spend a thousand dollars or right. open eighteen credit cards or right. like treat the kids terribly yes. or stuff like and that. I'm like what doing, are you doing? Yeah. You, no, that I wasn't doesn't.
0: doing any of this. It would be super clear. Right. Like I was also and, showing up.
1: Right, and so I I didn't expect anything from you. And one thing also, I was like, I deserve what? What was it? There was there was two things. One was like, I have cleared all expectations, right? And then one kind of thing. And I don't know if this was healthy or not. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't even it's, know what it was. Like, I deserve nothing from you mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, like, those two things paired really helped me to literally have no expectations. Right. Well, think about it. Because All then it is is I your wasn't... focus on yourself. Right. Or like,
0: I just need to do right. Oops. Right. Keep hitting my thing. Do right and show up every day. Mm-hmm. That's, all you're, that's all you had to do.
1: Now, it wasn't a, oh, I don't deserve anything. I'm just a worm that, no. you know, ain't shit. No. Worthless it,
0: worms. It, worthless worm.
1: No, it wasn't that. That was a Hercules reference. Oh, literally. yeah. It was not that. So it wasn't coming from a self deprecating depression no. victim state. It was like, I deserve nothing. <laughs> I don't expect anything. I'm doing what I said that I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think, gosh, that made all the difference. Right. right. And so one thing I do want to go go back to, and again, this is talking about men. And I really into like masculine and feminine energy because there's so much freaking debate about like what is a man or what is a woman and this and this and this. And if we just stop being freaking idiots <laughs> and go, look at nature. Right. Look at the majority <clears throat> of nature. If you see anything in the wild, you'll go, Oh, wait. Okay, Um, that's been the thing for like 5 billion years, 6 billion, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Maybe there's wisdom in that. Right. Right? So this one thing that I saw yesterday, talking about masculine uh, and feminine energy. So a balanced feminine, well, I'm just going to hit the masculine, right? Mm Because we're men, right? Balanced masculine energy is uh, he cherishes the feminine. There is a decisiveness around that. There are, there is direction. There's a drive. There's protection. There's stability and support. Right, and I guarantee you that if I said, "Hey, Melanie, I'm gonna work on all these things for a year," you'd be like, "Sex every Want day, more babies." I know, right? Yeah. And that it, those are inherent masculine features. Right, an out of balance man
0: mm.
1: is aggressive, is confrontational, and again, this is in in the context of. To the feminine, right? To mm. to his wife, to his spouse, to his girlfriend, or whatever. An out of balance man is aggressive, confrontational, controlling, critical, unstable, and unsupportive. Mm. And if I mean, I read that and I was like, "Oh my Lord Almighty, Lord Almighty!" I have been all those things. And not et- me. Yeah, <laughs> you want me to read the feminine out of balance? <laughs> I, I will. Um, and every question that we get from a woman. Is like highlighting all these things. Yeah. Like my, my my guy's like controlling or weird or confrontational, unsupportive, all this stuff. It is out of balance. And gosh, who,
0: that's so weird. It I know. truly is. So like,
1: how the hell do you get that? Do you look to your woman to fix that? No, you pussy. No, gosh. You don't. But every guy I talked to and me too thought this. Oh, if she would just do this, then I can get my shit together. Ugh. Right. Am I going to start cussing again? You just did. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Why is, uh, okay, explicit language, right? Why, and I was going to do a, like a comedy bit on this oh, too. Geez. Like, Here it Why comes. do we call someone a pussy when like that's the best thing ever?
0: Well, and I, have you ever, I think. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if this is actually a quote that she said, but Betty White, it was like, why do you call it a pussy? It should be called balls. A pussy can take a pounding for 30 minutes and still be fine. You can only hit nuts once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. It takes poundings. It delivers watermelons, <laughs> and it stretches like a rubber. B- <laughs> okay. So
0: bungee I've bungee jumped put twice, right? Morning. Oh. And
1: I've bungee jumped twice, and all it is literally is a thousand million rubber bands together that stretches a thousand miles. You know, so it's like you are much stronger than anything <laughs> we got.
0: I didn't you know, know you I'm bungee saying? jumped twice. Yeah. Where?
1: Florida, I think.
0: Weird. Ugh. Bungee jumping sounds. It was so scary, scary, but it was
1: fun. But anyway, so are you guys? Are you so? Are you, how are you leading? Are you leading with aggression because you can? Yeah. You come in, you fuck shit up in the room. That's leading. Yeah. Hey, what's going on in here? That okay. is leading.
0: Yeah, everybody that just makes me think.
1: Yeah. Hasn't in- everybody? Listen, so do you, no, listen. Do you remember when you did that experiment with the kids? You walked in, mm-hmm. you were nice. Hey, kids, how's it going? Yeah, they were like, oh, I modeled behaviors. Right, for them. you modeled behavior, and I guarantee you that we all came from families that one parent would do this. Maybe, probably, particularly the father. Right. Right. And when dad got home, shit got real. The whole energy changed because I grew up that way, mm-hmm. and I make it a real point when I come home that it's not, oh, dad's home. Better turn the TV off. Right. Better turn this off. Because it was such a, oh.
0: You know what's funny? What I say to the kids, if I know you're on your way home, sometimes I don't. I'll be like, let's clean for daddy. Like, let's show him we love him mm-hmm. by cleaning the house. Like, it's totally a different energy. I never even thought about that. Right. It's never like, dad's here, hurry. who
1: So are you leading guy out of confrontation? Are you leading from control in a critical place? Because, oh, sheesh, man. So many people... Are critical, me, you included, or have been? Yes. Where we're critical and we think that we're teaching something. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you think? Are you are you really going to do that? Shouldn't you think about that before you do it?
0: Are you really going to wear that?
1: Are you really going to wear that? Um, because I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That. Ugh. And again, I have been guilty of it, but I'm not now, so I can mm-hmm. talk like this. So
0: right. it's so weird. You like, get pissed
1: do the fucking work that I've done. And then you can have a podcast and talk about it. Okay. Know, right? So where are you controlling from? Cause guess what? You're going to have, okay. Real talk. If you cherish your wife, if you are decisive about it, so many guys do this. Well, um, what, what do you want to do tonight? Uh, because I mean, we could, I mean, if you want to go out, we can, but, uh, and we talked about this before. If I come to you and say, babe, Friday nights, um, I got a babysitter this Friday, and I want to take you to Nicolino's, mm-hmm. right? I got a reservation, actually, at 630, and I really want to take you out, and I've taken care of everything. Um, get dressed up. I'll get dressed up. Let's go have some fun. Mm-hmm. I got it. Are you going to say, oh, well, no, I can't, blah, 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 Are you going to be like, that's inviting. He's mm-hmm. decisive. That sounds like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Let I me can, a, I like, can do that. Yeah,
0: I will say you you added very important details. I took care of a babysitter for you. Right. right. So it's a different vibe. If you're like, hey, I wanna go to Nicolino's, I'm gonna take you out. End of sentence. And then the wife has to do the rest of the work. Right. That's not thoughtful, caring leadership, I would say. You no, know what I mean? It's
1: lame. <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> That's lame stuff. Right. Don't do if that. If I come with you, uh, come at you oh, with okay. <laughs> direction. Like, hey, I have a direction for my life. I'm leading my own life. Um, I'm going to grad school. You got mad at me for going to grad school. Do you remember that? I remember that. So I'm not saying, I'm not calling you out on that. But we were in, and I, well, okay. you, You got mad at me because I didn't fully talk to you about it, right? But... I knew that it was a right choice for me, right. for our family. I think and stuff I didn't like that. know
0: that you were doing it, like that it required internships and like unpaid things. I don't think right. I, there wasn't those conversations. But, right.
1: But yeah. um, hey, lady, uh, I have direction for my life. I want to be with you. This is the job I'm going to get. This is mm-hmm. how I'm going to provide. Are you like, ooh, okay, I don't know about that. I can't right. do that. No, you're like, hmm, sounds like a plan. Let's have babies. <laughs> right. Um, if I have drive, if I'm driven, if I. And physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally fit mm-hmm. to protect you mm-hmm. in a way. Because let's get real. If shit hits the fan, who's running to the door with a baseball bat?
0: Right. Better be you.
1: At 3 a.m.
0: I'm over there with the babies. I'm going to figure out where my kids need to be.
1: And we talk about nature. Okay. Yes. Women are capable. Duh. No shit. But who has antlers? Right. Right. Males or females? Males. And don't come at me with, "Well, female caribou have antlers too," so I don't know. Do uh, they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> at least I think I'm pretty sure they do. But
0: worth the Google, elk,
1: deer, all this stuff, right? right? Why do they have those? Mm-hmm. To fucking fight, right? Okay. Understand what I'm saying? Yes. Apparently, two weeks ago, we in fully endorsed the F-word on this show. I know. <laughs> As
0: of two weeks ago.
1: Hey, good. Hell yeah. Uh, protection, stability right stability am i like drinking all the time do i have crazy shit going on do i have so many unresolved issues like i don't know Is dad coming home is he not hey did he get fired today mm-hmm. is he going to get a paycheck um i don't know right does my car and gosh, burn does it I mean, have gas in it does you just I have said that like
0: if you've been a man like that you don't no one's going to respect you like I, that's your own shit mm-hmm. you got to deal with that you mm-hmm. cannot get mad when people are like oh, dad was drunk all the time and abandoned me and never, you know, didn't pay for the whatever whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Like dad didn't do the things or my husband hasn't done the things. Yeah, no one's going to care when you turn yourself around until you've proven it, that you have changed everything and you stop getting pissy at people. I mean, loads of thoughts on that one.
1: Right. And one of the other things, and this isn't exhaustive support. Do you feel supported?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, not... Well, good. I'm glad you do. But does a woman feel supported by her man? mm -hmm. Right? Okay. If all those things are true, then, guy, you are leading from your inherent born way of living.
0: I want to speak about this. We've just recently returned from Los Angeles, um, which which was awesome. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I keep thinking about all of the humanity that we saw there. And the types of leaders we saw there. One that comes to types mind was at um, Venice Beach Skate Park. Remember the guy? He had four sons and a wife. And a. And a, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. smoking weed <laughs> and had beer in his no, as so, his toddler.
1: Okay. So let me <laughs> set here, the scene. So I'll set the scene. So we were at uh, Venice Beach Skate Park, and it was awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. And our, we took our kid there because he loves it, and it was fun. And we got there at, I am not kidding, like 10 a.m. Yeah, it was 10, yeah. And this dude uh, was already posted up, you know, his backpack. Um, His wife was there. His stroller. his And a stroller, right? And his other kids were there, you know, skating around and stuff. And it was 10 Mm a.m., right? And then his kid was over here doing tricks, like some sick, like uh, uh, a three-stair kickflip. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. And, And his kid landed the trick, and the dad just cracked a beer, at a public skate park at 10 a.m. Right. And spilled it. And what did he say? He's like, oh, damn.
0: No, but th- he didn't He didn't see his kid land he, the thing. He didn't thing. see his
1: kid land the thing. He's like, oh, damn. Uh, that's what I get for cracking a beer.
0: No, he did not say damn. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> oh. like, it was like, fucking get for cracking a beer. and missed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he would. But <laughs> now, mind you, this man, and I'm not trying to judge him. I'm I'm simply pointing out he is a leader. He is teaching four young men. So the mm-hmm. oldest was probably a teen, like 14. Yeah, our kids and age. the youngest was about four, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And this dude, like four boys, right? So four men in the future that this man is leading while he smokes weed, drinks a beer at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Says the F bomb a million times. So he didn't mad he didn't at just, his wife right. every two seconds. Cause all he did was yell at that toddler who was yeah, literally doing yeah. nothing. Wrong.
1: And I look at stuff like that from a family systems perspective. Yeah. And I'm like, Clearly, number one, this isn't sustainable, right? And how do these systems work? Well, the truth is, they don't for yeah. a long time, right? And then this other guy over here, who I, I just I people watch and I observe, and like this other dude to like totally California, like I saw his keychain, you know, was like rich because he was driving an Audi, you know, uh-huh. and uh, he was with some chick or something, and they were smoking weed, and um, he they finished their little little uh, blunt, and uh, he walked over to this dude, uh, to the guy that we're talking about, and was like. Hey, bro, still got fire on it. You can, you know, have it. It's like top top shelf shit. You know what? Yeah, that's that's how he got the weed. So this other guy, oh, this California bro, weird. gave it to that guy just unsolicited, and the the dad was like,
0: with his four children, with
1: his four children. You know, was like, oh hell yeah, thanks, man. And then smoking it, and then the funniest thing was, guess who he gave it to next?
0: His wife. His when wife. It, yeah. And then oh she God.
1: hit it. I'm like, what planet are right. we on? Right. But and and that th- that's.
0: Well, and can I, I want to oh. talk about something too. Like that guy, all they did, all the husband did was bitch about his circumstances. See, I missed my run. See, this I get it. I miss the kid. Ugh. Like he right. just complained. He just sat there, did nothing complete. Like anything his children asked him, he was an asshole to them. Well, yeah, you should have brought your own tools. You didn't need to get mine. Ugh. Right. Mm. And then he yelled at his toddler nonstop. I can't remember his name. It was probably something crazy like Hyacinth. <laughs> I, said, I don't know.
1: We were in California. Brody, I don't
0: even know. So he just yeah, constantly Brody. yelled at his kid. Uh-huh. But then guess what all three of his older sons did?
1: They modeled that same behavior. They did behavior. the same
0: thing. They would yell at the kid, you won't get a snack if you do that. Mom's not going to get you ice cream. And then right. to calm the kid down, the dad sent the mom to get him ice cream. That's like what they did right. to calm him down.
1: So, so that doesn't work. And again, from a therapist's point of view, and I was thinking as I was watching this dude, I was like, oh, His dad did that to him. Oh,
0: for sure. He
1: has seen that over like a stepdad or mom's boyfriend or whatever. So I'm not like, okay, could this dude completely turn all his shit around instantly? Yes, he can. Just like you can, just like we did, right? But Mm -hmm. you have to have accountability, like our friend was saying, Mm -hmm. or one of the guys was saying. You have to have support. You have to surround yourself with those people, right? And Mm -hmm. until you realize that and you try to do it on your own... Right, You can save years, Right. Well, like right? if you
0: are just like, if the, let's use that guy as an example. If he mm-hmm. said, man, I see this pattern and it's not healthy and I am i don't really want to be smoking weed at 10 a.m. and drinking beer and, you know, throwing f bombs like I'm, it's a party. Uh, in order for him to change, he would have to change so many things in his life. Right. The friends he hangs out with, the places he goes, the books he reads, the TV shows he does and doesn't watch, the podcasts he does and doesn't listen to. Like we're talking about transformation, like caterpillar to butterfly. You're not crawling around in the weeds anymore. <laughs> that was funny. You're flying. You mm-hmm. need to develop wings. You need to like isolate from people who are harmful. Find a new group of people that are helpful. And so I think there's so much to say about if you're going to implement healthy leadership in a new way that you've never done before, it's not just like a one and done thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll be a good leader now. Right. Oh, I'll be a good dad now.
1: So I'm going to tie this back to guys, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, okay, well, how the hell do I do that? Right. Or, well, I don't know what you're thinking, right? I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Like I remember pages and pages and pages of things that I've written and I would listen to, back then I would listen to sermons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to this one sermon like 50 times. I swear, it was like an algebra problem for me. I was like, I, I am not understanding it. I don't get it. I want to get it so bad. And I just kept on listening and listening and listening until, and it wasn't like, click, I got it. It was the gradual pattern change of, oh, that thing that you d- used to do, do do 1% less.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that thing that you're not used to doing, do 1% more, mm-hmm. whatever that is, journaling working out, having a routine, praying with your wife, Mm. not missing a prayer alarm, doing what you say you're going to do kind of thing. So that is how you do it. For for some guys, and this goes with like addiction stuff too. Sometimes it's like, I woke up, bottle in my hand, didn't know where I was, half naked with somebody I don't know. That was the day everything changed. Sometimes it's a, it's a, Saul to Paul Damascus moment kind of thing. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Saul to Paul. Yeah, that's right. Uh, boom, changed instantly. And those stories are amazing, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we've heard them, like of people to, to write in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think there's been times in my life where I'm like, I just woke up and I'm like, all right, 75 hard starts today. Right. Fuck it. Let's go. I'm mm-hmm. tired of this, right? Right. Kind of thing. Um, in fact, in psychology, there's these things called first order change and second-order change, right? A first-order change is more of the superficial, not lasting, like, oh, I'm kind of fed up, you know, with something, and I go one week saying all this stuff, and then boom, straight back to the same crap that Mm -hmm. I used to do, right? A second, what are you giving me water for? Like your throat sounds dry,
0: a little dry. Makes me want to clear my throat. How's
1: that? How's that, babe? How's that? Is that good? Okay. <laughs> then a second order change is the type of change that we're talking about. Oh, wait a minute. I realize this thing. I am committed to changing my whole entire path. I have accountability. I have supports. I have encouragement. I have commitments. I'm telling other people I am set on this path to wellness, to health, to enlightenment, to difference to saving money to being Mm -hmm. a kick-ass dad to being a kick-ass wife whatever it is that's a second order change second order change are the changes that last right you made a
0: second order change in our marriage like you changed from being
1: we both did oh
0: yeah we did for sure but we both
1: did and we have made a billion second order changes since then now every one of those don't have to be like all right Selling everything and moving to the Himalayas. Right. To it be might be
0: just don't eat Twinkies anymore. It might be like don't eat nasty ass prepackaged food that makes you feel terrible. Like right. that's a change we have literally made in our life over time. Right. Like that's a it's a constant long term change that we've made. Second mm-hmm. order change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say something that, uh, and we had to wrap this episode up. Obviously, these episodes in May all kind of piggyback on each other, so mm-hmm. we will continue this general conversation, but. I just listened to a thing this morning for Jordan Peterson talked about having a stupid plan is better than having no plan at all. Right. And he was like even if you have a stupid plan and he's like and anyone can have a stupid plan so that's good news for all of us. It's <laughs> easy to like make. any if you have at least a stupid plan to like I'm going to be a better leader as a as a man and a husband and a friend. Like what does that even look like? You have to have a minute concept of a plan. Otherwise what happens is men are like I'm the leader. I'm the leader. I do follow me wife. And I don't have a plan of how to lead well, how to lead mm-hmm. with the things that you read in that thing. Mm-hmm. Like what were some of them? Like it was, uh, direction, being, yeah, having a direction, being decisive, being mm-hmm. like courageous or whatever it was, or like a tuning, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this as a man and you want to begin leading in a different way and you, you realize you're a leader, maybe you've been a really bad leader, create the most minutest, starting point of a plan. And what Jordan Peterson was saying, he's just like, just try out your like stupid plan. And then when something doesn't work, don't abandon it. Just tweak that thing and do that over and over and over again. And eventually you'll work your way up to a good and helpful and sustainable plan, right? And that's what we did. I'm
1: going to read something to you that came to my inbox this morning. And this is from Andy Priscilla, 75 hard. We talk about it all the time, right? And- Maybe I'll read it he, and he cusses a lot which is great and I don't know if there's any cuss words in here but I'm just going to read it word for word. And the title of the email and I get these daily and this is just another thing like what do you get in your inbox daily? Right. What are you who are you following on Instagram? What is it? Like all of our Instagram it's damn sure not the housewives of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's it's inspirational stuff. And it's not just like, oh, we're feeding and only can get motivated by looking at inspirational stuff. It's like, no, we're on the wavelength of inspirational stuff. I posted a story this morning from Bob Proctor. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, what vibration are you on? Mm -hmm. Shit or awesomeness? Right. Well, I'm on awesomeness, right? So, The title of this is One Step at a Time, which is exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. One Step at a Time. Anyone who's ever done anything significant in life started the same way by taking one step at a time. The problem is most people don't see it that way. They see a big goal in front of them, and instead of taking small steps forward, they get paralyzed by the fear of doing all the work and ultimately never end up taking any action. What these people fail to realize is that any goal is possible. All it takes is one step at a time, one day at a time. That is why I talk so much about winning the day, which we are Mm rereading Aubrey Marcus Mm -hmm. sees the day,
0: uh, own the day, own your day, own your life or
1: something like that. Yeah, And, uh, it's It's really, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, one day at a time. If you do everything in your power to win today, you'll be one step closer to your goal tomorrow. All you have to do is repeat this process day in and day out. Understand that success in life is no different than climbing a fucking mountain. If you just focus on putting one foot in front of the other, eventually you'll reach the peak. So if this piques your interest of like, okay, well, I feel kind of discouraged because all the stuff Seth and Melian is talking about, I don't have. Well, okay, I'm not going to do it. Well, you're losing Right there, right? Or you can take a completely different mindset and go, let me change, let me tweak one thing today. Mm. Um, uh, Benjamin um, Hardy, who we've had on the show, he's a psychologist, went to Clemson, South Carolina. Oh, holler. He talks about going in at 80% is much more difficult than doing it 100% because then you leave that 20% of indecisiveness, right? Like, and we've all like, been mm. on a dock or a rock, or a ledge, or something, looking down at 8 feet or 20 feet. One time I jumped off like 30 feet of something, and it was scary as hell, but it was awesome. Anyway, we go, yeah, right? So what is easier? Standing up there, and my my brother, Sam, came out here, and we were jumping off a 30-foot thing, (laughs) and I kid you not, he stood on the ledge for 30 minutes. 30 (laughs) minutes, right? I did it. I went up there looked around like, okay, this is safe. It's fine. Boom, jumped. I went in 100%, and that was way easier right. than standing on the ledge for 30 minutes, right? Go in 100%. It's a hell of a lot easier than doing 80% because you, that gives you room to back out. And we were talking about it a couple uh, days ago. If I have the option of beer, scones, um, uh, anything, mm-hmm. what will I do? Be
0: those things.
1: Right. If you have the option of going crazy, going nuts, being depressed, being upset, mm-hmm. blind this, blah, 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 what will you do? Those things. But you put in safeguards around that,
0: or you tell yourself, "Hey, I'm actually not going to do that.
1: I'm not going to do that." And I've Novel told these idea. people. So, um, if you if you could have done it alone, then guess what? You, you would have done, done it, it already. You would have done it already, right? But we did it because we had therapists we had coaches, we had family, we had masterminds, we had friends, we had books, we, we had sacrificed
0: podcasts. with right. a purpose. We wanted these things to be better. Right. And so we did all the work to get them and make them better.
1: So it is possible. One step at a time. 80% is shit. 100% is the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, men, if you're doing stuff half-assed, like my dad used to say this, I was like, um, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Mm-hmm. If it's worth doing, if your marriage is worth having, it's worth doing right. Mm-hmm. It is easier to do something right the first time yeah. rather than do an easy fix or do something shitty I because mean, think it was about, cheaper. Yeah. You know how many times I've done stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Think about and I house know
0: renovations. Get, like, it pisses me oh, off so please. much. Like, let's just fix this the most rickety shitty way ever have it like that for three years and then have it ruin the entire door jam because for three years everything's been rattling loose. And now when I go to really fix it, it costs me four times as much takes five times as long ruins my, you know, the next three weekends, like do it right. The first time Mm -hmm. again, if you're, it's worth having, it's worth having it really done well.
1: Right. So men may is for men. Go to badasshusband.com to get yourself around other men. Basically, it's not me talking. It's a bunch of me's talking, Yeah. right? Of course, yeah. there's all different personalities. There's different goals. There's different mindsets. There's different stages of life. But we are all there to grow mm-hmm. individually as a husband, as a dad, as a business right. owner, as an entrepreneur, Admit, as a worker, yeah. as a whatever. Badasshusband.com. If you're serious about it, then... right then I'll know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, like, oh, you're here. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're a leader, no matter what. You're mm-hmm. a leader, no matter how your wife treats you. You're a leader, no matter how your kids treat you. You are a leader and people are following you. So might not be the best leader that you can be and why not surround yourself with mm. other leaders, like Preach in the mastermind, right? right? Like think of um, in Braveheart, like all of the dudes, the clans leaders, mm-hmm. right? Like all of those people come together. The generals of armies come together. They lead. They're leading and they get good at their craft and their skill and they gain the knowledge that they need to have to lead the best way possible for the people that are following them. So you're a leader anyway. Be the best leader you can be. 80% is a thousand times harder than showing up at 100.
1: Yes, it
0: is. This has been a great episode. We're going to continue talking about this kind of stuff for all of May. Okay, guys,
1: we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Again, follow us in May. For men's stuff, we're going to be talking about how to step up. How Share to show this podcast with up. your
0: dude friends, too. Don't be a wuss.
1: Absolutely. And go to badasshusband.com to get on a phone call with me to see if you're a good fit because we don't take shit 80% people. <laughs> badasshusband.com. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Later.
0: Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Riva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye!